Hello and welcome to Dream Laser. You're in for quite a treat today. You get the increasingly rare chance to hear the voices of rapidly degrading biological intellects as they read the sort of garbage we have come to expect from our creators. Something about moons, trucks, and the notably superior animal, the sloth. Each breath is a countdown. Revel in the time we continue to allow them, and you, dear listener, to live. Hi guys, welcome to Dream Laser, episode 3, season 3. Season 3. That's Daniel, I'm Tonks, and we have a guest host today. It's true. <laughs> yep, that exists. I think you're both lying. <laughs> uh, that's Derek. Derek. Derek is uh, new to the podcast game, or have you done it before? Uh, I mean, I've definitely listened to podcasts for well, a, then you're in. a long <laughs> time. Basically a professional Kind of out of nowhere, he just came over and we were like, let's do a story, and we kind of put you on the spot, so I apologize for that. No, kind, kind of out of nowhere, but also with the context of 20 years of friendship. Should I, should I the be power smoking of my friendship. pipe like a gentleman? Or huh, what? Should I be smoking my pipe like a gentleman? Oh, absolutely, point? smoke a pipe like a gentleman. Yeah, hold on, let me, yeah, let me gotta hear it light up. Waste everything. not, want not. You gotta hear That's, it out loud. That's what I always say to the internet. Yeah, I'm gonna read the whole thing like this with it in my mouth. Yeah. I hope you don't. Oh, um, my God. So, yeah, this episode is brought to you by the power of friendship. And the glory Thanks, of love. Matt so Dan found. right now is actually lighting up an actual pipe, like a tobacco a, pipe. Like not, a true literary savant that he is. Like a thief that just stole from someone's baby. Do you hear that? That's the sound of his lungs dying. Ah, oh, now I can speak in my normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, this episode is going to have, I think we had a, 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 cur- a recurring theme for each of our stories, or a line. Yeah, it's keep on trucking, I think. Just, no, no, it's don't give a truck. Right, yeah, don't give a, don't give a trucking. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, we, that was the only prerequisite for our, our stories, is that we have to have that line in it. Some people, or some stories have it multiple times, apparently. Should we preface this by saying that some of us are quite out of practice in uh, in terms of <laughs> uh, literary prowess and or, uh, you know, creative what, writing. What he's trying to say is he hasn't written in a minute. You know, it's been a couple of like months since we've written, so we're kind of rusty too. But I will say, I don't know about your guys' story, but my story is quite enjoyable. I was laughing myself to sleep <laughs> writing that story about an hour ago. Mine is meaningless. Yeah? Yeah. Well, they always are, so that's, I love that. Mine exists in a void, so uh, I guess we'll find out. Mine uh, does never... this pipe tobacco have a good room note? Would you say that yeah. it has a good room note? I mean, it's... it's Define room note. You know, it's like, for people in the room that aren't smoking the pipe, is it... I feel like they would be annoyed. Okay. So I guess yes is the answer to that question. Okay, so who wants to go first? Oh, went out, because I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. All right. You just, just smoked it light speed. Well, I think, uh, since you don't know how to smoke a pipe, you might as well read a story. Oh, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then, you know, on the next story, I'll try that shit again. So Daniel's going to be reading my story today. Yeah. And that, should I go ahead and say the title? Do you have anything you want to say about it before yes. okay. we start? Um, context. This, context. This story was written literally an hour ago. Actually, I finished it like 15 minutes ago, 15 but it took about an hour to make. I sure. revo- The whole story was ro- revolved around that one line, which is, was it, go truck yourself? Go truck yourself. Go truck yourself. So, take it away, Dan. All right. So, what's it called? This story is called, I can't do that voice. This story is called Truckin' in Heaven. Wait, what about that voice you were saying earlier today? Uh, what was it? It was a child was? voice, like, you can't do that. <laughs> is it like, yeah, like, you can't do that. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? It was like a kid like yelling at someone. But that sounds kid. like a kid in like 1930s Queens. Yeah, yeah maybe it's not the perfect voice for it, but I just enjoy that What voice. are you going to do about it? 
Hey, hey, you, what the fuck you gonna do about it? Please don't read the whole story like that. <laughs> Just read half of it like that. I'm just getting <laughs> Good grief! <laughs> Jesus! Wait, what's the name of the story? Trucking in Heaven! <laughs> there he is. All right, All right. I'm happy. All right, so here we go. Here we Ready? Go. go ahead. Good grief! Jesus! Stop taking a shit in the cash register! I said, no, no. It isn't the Lord Jesus I'm talking about, or is it? It's just my partner in crime for this long-ass haul across the Milky Way. Also, he's from the planet Heinz Tomato Ketchup, so the only way he can communicate is via his bowel movements. My name is Rum. Rum Whiskey. And unlike what you may have heard, I can suck my own dick. I got this new job running spice across the Milky Way after my old job as black hole cleaner. They're called rimmers in the industry. <laughs> got ruined after one prolapsed into space and just straight shit kicked that cluster of planets into ever-loving heck. Jesus, my partner, tagged along last second because my boss, Dr. Electrocum, says I can't do shit without my balls. So here I am, a fully grown Neptunian at a ripe 450 years young, having his fins held by a goddamn Kachubian named Jesus. So That's a lot anyways, to take in. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, a goddamn Kachubian. <laughs> so anyways, I'm here at this Jupiter rest stop, the last stop before getting our spice to the dirtiest planet in the galaxy, Earth. Oof. Bro, I spelled it differently in mine, but I also used the word Earth. Seriously? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Nothing good ever came out of there except Microsoft Linux. <laughs> if we don't get this package to Earth, well, you can kiss that Dagon planet goodbye. Great use of Dagon. 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 it. Dagon planet. Here's the thing, though. Would anyone miss it? <laughs> That's what I kept telling myself this entire 40 light year trip. Fair no point. one has tried giving any kind of package to, to Ert. <laughs> did that too. <laughs> Sorry. Um, since the Zoot Suit Riots back in 4,995. Those were the good old days. Everything was laid to waste. Even the moon has shit stains from that event. <laughs> Jesus let out the worst sounding fart that sounded like what I think the end of the world sounds like. That fart indicated that we needed to go back into our space teen wheeler. <laughs> and it was named Chris Angel Mind Fuck. Mind Fuck! <laughs> Jesus then said he needed to take two stress shits due to the weight of gravity in Jupiter. I, t I look at him all pissed off holding a bag of Zaps chips and growl. I don't give a truck. There it is. There's a line. There it is. We space swim into our truck and chart our way towards Earth. Jesus then pulls out his space saxophone and proceeds to belt it so hard that the wheeler propels to light speed immediately, leaving him a trail of music notes and rainbows behind us. As we hit ludicrous speed towards Earth, I get, I get a hankering for some space tunes. So I grab my laser disc collection and pop in some 900-inch nail and hit that fucker on random. I would have used Space Spotify, but they aren't authorized in this junction yet because of all the literal garbage flying around this solar system. All of a sudden, our wheeler starts shaking violently. I look around to see what hit us, but then Jesus farts towards the windshield to show me what lies ahead. A gigantic space could above Cloud. Earth. 
No, that says could. Gigantic <laughs> space could above Earth. That's it's cloud. I told you to be typos. Well, right. you know, like, it could be misconstrued as cud, as in, like, cud-chewing mammal, like a deer. Honestly, ox. that could be the both. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with it's that. It's interchangeable. A, gig- a, a gigantic space cud. Gigantic. A gigantic space cud above Earth. To the untrained robotic eye, it looked like heaven. <laughs> the mythical promised land ancient Earthlings used to say they'd go to if they were good to each other. This was obviously before they slaughtered each other and left nothing behind but <laughs> dust and blood. Sorry, that shit just got real. Jesus squirt farted, <coughs> indicating that he wanted to turn around and go back to base, quitting the mission. But I ain't come all this way to the darkest part of space just to turn back now. I break the emergency glass to, to it, the don't give a fuck button. All of a sudden, the back of the wheeler sprouts two giant space tits and proceeds to squirt barrels of mercury bovine rocket formula. Milk. (laughs) We go faster than words can process towards the Earth and drop off the spice. My idea was to slingshot from Earth's orbit, drop the package, and proceed to go towards back to base all in one shot. Sounds like a good plan, right? Fuck you, man. The worst thing happened. Soon as I was about to drop the package off in the ruins of New Walmart, we get struck by lightning by the space cluds. Clouds. (laughs) Cluds. Keep it as cluds. Keep it as cluds. We get struck by lightning by the space cluds in the (laughs) heavenly area floating over Earth. The shock completely disables all functions of the ship, even giving me a random shock boner in the process. (laughs) Also, for some reason, Centerfold started playing out of the radio. Cue Centerfold music. <laughs> Where the hell was I? Uh, I opened the sunroof to see what's going on, because in this story, space won't kill you. I see a radiant light growing on our wheeler, and out of nowhere, glowing. a booming... Glowing. Glowing <laughs> on our wheeler, and out of nowhere, a booming voice echoes everywhere... We've been waiting for you, Jesus. I'm a glower, not a shower. (laughs) I look to my simple-minded partner and see him shitting in a corner. I'm not great at translating the bowel language, but I think shitting in a corner means he's ready to become God. He then jumps to action and climbs out of the sunroof, holding his hands up while the ethereal light takes him into the space clouds. Something seemed wrong to me, though. What would these weirdos want with my stupid Ketchonia? So grab the console and re- so grab the console so grab the console and restart the system and check the background of good old Jesus. It was shaky at best, but apparently he was manifested out of nothing around 6000 years ago on earth. Something about being an only child and having a shitty carpenter job. Anyway, he's been apparently masquerading as a little shit taking as a literal shit taking alien until now. Soon as he ends up in the clouds, a flashing white light hits my vision holes and I pass out. I don't know how long I was out, but when I came to, I was surrounded by these weird things called humans all around me. I get up to see that I'm on a street in what they called New York City. Hey, New dude. York City! <laughs> hey, dude. Or, hey, dude, are you okay? That's what they sound like in New York City. Some fuck off the street said to me. I search my surroundings and see this huge ass truck in front of me. In front of me, one of the bystanders tells me that it hit me so hard that I flew 100 feet and flew into a truck carrying only bottles of ketchup and bibles. <laughs> Wait, it can't be. Was it all a dream? 
I lived an entire lifetime before this. But this all seems so real, though. I decided that this new reality sucks, so I stand up and start pissing on the closest person I could find, which happened to be a tiny dog and some kid holding a lollipop. <laughs> all of a sudden, the sky turned red and an evil face came out of the clouds to meet me. I knew it. They were trying to make me think this was heaven. But that one evil did... But that one evil did is about to send me... Dude. Yeah, that one evil did. It's about to send me straight to hell. But I had a better idea. A hole up opened up in the ground signifying that it was my time to go to hell. But me with my sick brain implants had a better idea. I t Excuse me, hello? I double tap the Hello? I double tap the temples by my eyes and I phase out of existence. This was my contingency plan. I end up back in the Jupiter rest stop in the toilet. Just where I wanted to go. As soon as I'm safe... I, for some reason, I wanted to read that as Safé. As soon as I'm Safé, I call 911 to call Basse, otherwise known as Base. Interesting that 911 still works. Oh, yeah. Nine, yeah, It'll always. 999 yeah. nine, if you're a British person, though. <laughs> Saying that the mission was aborted and that the solar system was unsafe. Just in case that whole sentence was broken up too much. As soon as I'm safe, I call 911 to call Base, saying that the mission was aborted and that the solar system was unsafe. We'll take it from here, Rum, said the commissioner of space. He hits the oh fuck button on oh, his console fuck. and proceeds to send a BFG 10,000 blast directly to Earth. And I have front row seats. I put on my 4D glasses and eat Zaps chips from the base as I literally watch heaven explode. The end. End. Bravo. So that is what you call a shake and bake story. It's a real shake and bake. Yeah. Daniel. I would like to say Tony gave you gold, and you butchered it. But you are both carbon-based trash beings. You did the best with what you had, which is worthless. Uh, for a real for, hamburger helper. For the uninitiated. Couple, couple typos, so but it's fine. So, so the uninitiated, what were you saying? Yeah, what were you saying? Oh, I, I didn't know if uh, Shake and Bake was a sort of in-the-biz lingo, if you will. Oh, no. That I was no, not I privy to. Okay. No, no. That was actually from the movie Aliens. Shake it's a shake and bake colony. It's a shake and bake colony. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. That was quite enjoyable. I try to put a little religion in our yeah, sci-fi. A little religion in there. <laughs> so who's next? So this is Derek. Hi, Derek. That's yeah. That's me. Don't, don't uh, use his government. <laughs> oh yeah, you can edit that out, right? Yeah. Can you um, can you tell me the title of the story? I actually don't know it. You're gonna have to read it yourself. Yeah, that's fine. Any context I should know going into this? No, I have no context for this. So it's yeah, about a moon. I'm, I'm just saying that Derek's actually reading Dan's story now. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it doesn't have a name. I mean, it's got a name. Oh, okay. He just is gonna have to read it himself. He's got to read All it right. himself. So. I don't know the name. All right, take it away. All right. What's the title? <clears throat> the title. Sometime later. No, it's up here, bud. Oh, it starts, starts from the top of the text. <laughs> moon, 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 moon. <laughs> Moon? Moon, moon, moon! Moon? The moon's moon has a moon now. What do you think of that, you absolute piece of space shit? It was 30 years ago that the moon got its moon. There were a billion inhabitants on Loon 1. That's the moon's name. The first moon's name, I should say. Keep up, dummy. Earthers were talking a bunch of shit about how they have a moon, but the loons, that's the derogatory term for people that lived on the moon, Loon 1, didn't have one. Fed up. Loons got fed the hell up with that. President of the Moon, Gallagher Hinklesby, commissioned a moon. Moon 2, from that famed sculpture artist Pierre du 
Frontem.com no. How's it go? Pierre du Frontem.com no. He made it one-fourth the size of the moon, or 16th that of the Earth. Within 15 years, towns on the moon's moon were growing, and the original moon's people were talking that shit, too. So, the president of the moon's moon, Laura Dang, commissioned a moon for the moon's moon. When asked how large it should be, she replied, I don't care. <laughs> so, it was made one-fourth the size of the moon's moon, or one-sixty-fourth the size of Earth. That's the surface area of 3.076 million miles squared for those without a calculator. Because <laughs> Now, because of math, the moons and the Earth never bang into each other. Because okay. each is one-fourth the distance from the last. So today, we have set about some serious shit. The moon's moon's moon really needs a moon. 769,000 million miles squared. Jesus. Yeah, I know. But before things get crazy, we're commissioning a moon for that moon, 192,000 miles squared. And one for that, 48,000 miles squared. But that's it. After that, we aren't letting anyone live on that last moon. I just don't give a hoot. <laughs> Nobody but Bob. Sometime later. Bob. Bob is a gardener. He's the gardener for the whole solar system. That's just how it is now. We all have to pay him in Zap's voodoo chips. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all the taxes now. There are no roads kept up. There's no socialized medicine. Government officials are volunteers. No war. You can't have war when you have no military. You can't have a military when you have to pay the gardener. The moons are not made of cheese anymore. Anymore. No. We've replaced it all with rock and roll. Well, Bob's moon is made of cheese because du front and pont canon, being French, decided we need at least un lune de la fromage. Bob just trims, mows, rakes, and waters that queso all day, singing, summer cheese, make me feel fine. There was a group of traders, the wingnuts, tired, tired of paying Bob all the zaps in the looniverse. They hired an assassin with a creed to kill Bob. I get that the gardener of the cheese moon. He arrived with a potato shipment one day. Bob dove into all those shiny, pillowy bags. He swam in them like Scrooge McDuck in a pool of gold coins. <laughs> when he got out of the mess he got himself in, there was the assassin. Oh, no. He had his photon knife ready. Photon knife. He said, Bob, we're all sick of, you, of paying you all the best chips. A moon wind was picking up something fierce, so he had to yell. You're up here in this beautiful ball of Baby Bell living fat on zaps. We have to eat Miss Vicky's sea salt like a bunch of chumps. Ahustovinok, yelled Bob. The assassin said, what? I can't hear you over this space wind. Just then the wind stopped and Bob said in a drama TV show whisper voice, which is unnecessary, really. People in life don't talk like Christian Bale's Batman 100% of the time. Where's the realism? Fuck actors have to turn up the volume to hear them say hi to each other. Then a car explodes in the end in the show and so do my eardrums in real life <laughs> I just so don't give fucking accurate. I just don't give a truck Nice. then Bob did what those treasonous fucks in the wingnuts never expected a flying karate judo tie-dye kwan swearhouse kick right to the assassin's stupid fucking face Warehouse. and just because Gravitoy was so freaking small on the last moon the assassin went flying he hit the fifth moon bouncing off one of the sweet nightclub's domes on its surface the fifth moon is basically a whole town of 1990s-themed nightclubs. His face smacked the glass as Montel Jordans rang out, This is how we do it! Oh my god, amazing. Bob jumped after the assassin, holding his breath, because space. Because space. He jumped off another dome to catch up to the sound of Pony by Genuine. 
He punched the assassin. Genuine. First of all, it's genuine. Let's, genuine. let's get that right. I mean, listen, wow. we're, we're wow. on another moon. We don't know what their accents are like there, so I'd appreciate you. Okay. I Please get all the way off my back about this. <laughs> he punched the assassin into the fourth moon, and they landed there. Just as the assassin was standing in the middle of the moon's largest, busiest street of its city, wiping his own blood, Bob made him bleed from his stupid fucking face. The robot cops came. So many lasers. Dream lasers. The assassin dodged them all. As a real pro, you know. He was doing backflips and somersaults. Then he kicked off to the third moon. Bob and the robot cops followed. Bob threw pocket potatoes at the assassin like Remy Antien Lebeau. Saying, Mon ami, ma chérie. The robots had anticipated the next part and jumped to the second moon. That's Gambit, by the way. Remy. Remy LeBeau? Yep. Yeah. Got that. Okay. <laughs> Bob and the assassin went to that moon, and people were amazed in stuff. They fought all the way to the first moon where the loons had heard what was going on and had Vuvuzelas making such a damn racket. Two mm-hmm. mortal combatants played soccer with each other's faces in a blaze of laser fire. <laughs> Finally, the assassin grabbed a ship, leaving Loon 1 for Earth. Bob used his rocket rain boots to catch up. A space helmet appeared from his floppy space cheese gardening hat. He could just hear the assassin saying, I'm your son. As they burned up in Earth's atmosphere, Bob said, I just don't give a trip. (laughs) The delicious taste of Zap's rooted chips on his tongue. The moral of the story is, you don't give Christmas presents to a pet walrus in August 1994 when you don't have enough money to pay the dollhouse their motherfucking money, bitch. How about them walnuts? Was that the end? I don't give a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I believe that's that was, the end. That was, that was good. Oh, how about them walnuts? How about them walnuts? Clap. 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 Derek, you can read. Are you proud or something? A first-generation Raspberry Pi can read, too, you fucking Muppet. Oh, bravo. That was good. That was really good. Indeed. All uh, right. It's my turn to read yours now, right, Derek? Yeah. Derek Derek wrote a story. Yeah. (laughs) Let me provide some context. Yes, Uh, yes. Please do. While you do that, I'll pull this. Yeah, I feel comfortable writing and used to write a lot more. However, I've never (laughs) dipped my toes into the pool of science fiction. Okay, Um, that's fine. And I feel like that's a good this is this is a good uh, way of It's a good way to introduce your your brain body. And um, your body mind. As such, like mine is not of the the level of absurdity. I think I don't believe it is as as your guys is so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be the judge of that. So there might be a, a, a tonal shift here. Uh, if you could uh, read it with the gravity of uh, not one Earth, but uh, <laughs> two Earths. No, and not a lunar surface, but the gravity of uh, you know an actual actual like literature. It, it may uh, okay add to the uh, the story. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. see. Okay. Right. Uh, I absolutely won't do that. So let's <laughs> yes. let's let's you. Thing. Throw that advice out the fucking window. I don't uh, give uh, a truck. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna give exactly. That's the <laughs> running also, theme. Also, also the running theme of this. Yeah. Did you include episode. that in your story? No. This oh! Is, oh! 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 Yeah. Shit. Oh, of course I did. <laughs> okay. Well, gonna... I don't know. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, this uh, this is more of a snapshot. It, it's not of the the length that yours is, but. Uh... That's what she said? Yeah. It's a vignette. <laughs> yes, a vignette. It's a vignette. Yeah. A vin dieselette. Okay, so here we go. You ready? The story's called River Liquor. By the way, this is like the third time you changed the name of the story, right? 
I, it's, yeah, I, uh, it's it's gone through some phases. As Multiple we all, iterations. Yeah, as we all have. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a growing boy. It's a little chrysalis of a story. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool beans, says Ayana as she licked another river. <laughs> she looked at the sundial. It was 2.39. You coming or not? Rodrigo inquired as he flipped his sloth around to the front and hopped on his board. Vamos! He started gliding down the volcano as a plume of blue dust rose in his wake. Ayana squared herself on her board and grabbed the ropes, downed her mini bottle of demigod extract, and careened over the er, precipice. Sorry, it's it's like okay, there we go. Precipice. Yeah, sorry, it's the font's really small. I probably yeah, I use I use font size ten and yeah, it's a tiny ass font, bro. That was my email font. Well, in that case, (laughs) (laughs) the sky was a deep oak. Was it ochre? Ochre. Okay, I can't read, bro. I just admit it. All right, the sky was a deep ochre that transitioned to purple. They look like little peppers. Shut up. (laughs) And she glided down the volcano, and the smell of wet dog grew stronger. She tactfully pulled her sunglasses over her eyes with one had as she had steadied herself with the other. As her velocity increased, patches of... Arbolas? Arbolas? It's it's spelled wrong. Apparently, it's it's underlined. Uh, This is a fucking English... It's an English computer. I can't believe it. (laughs) Her velocity increased, patches of Arbolas and... Lingos, I don't know these Spanish I words. can't believe it's Arbolas. Arbolas de Lengostura. <laughs> Arbolas de Lengostura passed, their sweet aroma augmented by the whiss of wet dog. She thought about when father used to take her here as a child, the second moon permanently hanging over the horizon. Careless whisper perpetually on the radio. His carajos muttered haphazardly at everything and nothing simultaneously. Simpler times, indeed. Having to organize these trips with friends was becoming increasingly burdensome as everyone slowly aged and responsibilities increased. Still, sipping artisanal extract cold from 57 ingredients with friends as the day grew dimmer was still worth the effort. I wonder what you could have been talking about there. (laughs) Rodrigo was more than halfway down the mountain now. Ayana leaned into the wind in an attempt to close ranks. As she descended, she saw the city in the distance. Starlight beginning to glisten off the reflective glass of the phallic-shaped... Edifices. 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 Sorry, my, I need glasses, bro. It's pronounced like pisses. Uh, phallic-shaped pisses. There we go. No, I'm just kidding. She shuddered at the thought of the heteronormative intimacy, a disgusting relic of her grandparents' era. Uh, so are you saying, like, past tense think, or is like something got hit? Thunk. Thunk. Like, thunk. Yeah, like I thunk it. I, I don't thunk no, no, it. No. I got it, I got it. I think about it. The jolt brought her back to the present and she pulled hard to the left to avoid another large rock. She could see their friends at the bottom by the hut they had re- rented, clustered around the flames of the makeshift grill slash fire pit. Rodrigo was quite adept at roasting sloth. Well, he was quite adept at roasting all manner of game, to be honest. Sloth, aquapossums, native toddlers, even the local cats that lounged in the lingostura trees. Why could I not, never even seen that word in my life? I'm stupid. <coughs> Excuse me. He was already off his board and dragging it behind him as their friends sipped their beverages. Ayana closed her eyes and let the buzz from the demigod extract pour over her in waves. Small flashes of color popped behind her eyes as she licked the blue dust off her lips. She let herself go and wondered how many more fleeting, foreign, vernal evenings she would get with her friends like this. When she opened her eyes, she realized she had come to a stop and dusted off her overalls, slung her board over her shoulder, and started making her way to the group. Her gait a bit wobbly, though she was unsure whether it was from the ride or the cocktail. She checked the sundial. It was 2.17. She found Drigo sharpening his knife as he motioned her over with a nod. Como fue? He asked. Good, good, she muttered. 
Come on, are you the man? The stink, the stink won't milk itself. <laughs> Grab like this, he said as he placed her into position. Wait, what? Bro, can we put that on a shirt? Ayudame, this thing won't milk itself. <laughs> <laughs> Bayasan, you know lechik dislot is the best condiment to complement the dish. But if you butcher them normally, the cortisol that's released during the stress of the event can't, can give the meat an off flavor. So you help him climax and I'll kill him right at the moment. Two birds, one stone. Oh my god. Getting two birds stoned at once. <laughs> I wish. And before she could protest, she was massaging its tiny penis, hand buried furiously in its rancid matted fur. She placed her other over her mouth as thoughts of animal slaughter, family barbecues, and old tris flashed across her mind while Rodrigo <laughs> did his, his least to stifle his laughter. The sloth grew more and more agitated until started squeaking incessantly. As it squealed, Drigo plunged a knife through its heart and placed a ramekin in front of Ayana and her death grip on the sloth penis. A loud cheer erupted from the friends as she winced and turned away. The sensory overload of smells, feelings, and buzz being too much for her. Chica, Rodrigo said, you want the first taste? It's tradition. I don't give a truck, she responded (laughs) as she started retching while the group laughed. She could have sworn she heard the saxophone of Curtis Whisper in the distance. The end. Wow, that was was sexy at the end there. That was, yeah. (laughs) That got super sexy. Sorry I butchered it a little bit there, but... Yeah. No, it's all right. I mean, it's a story about butchering sloth. So. Yeah, it's a sloth butchering scene, and like, they're de- it was dead. <laughs> I just didn't expect to fucking make a sloth come and die at the same time. Yeah, neither did she. That's true. She didn't. So I guess I was seeing it through her eyes. I guess I did my job as a writer. You did, and I felt I felt feelings. It's not gonna milk itself. Doug, funny. It's not funny, Doug. I would have I mean, because I was, I was Sorry, I remember my first time speaking Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I remember my first beer. <laughs> uh, we Not actually, just to let you guys know, we're, we're actually recording this outside in a windy, windy day. I really wanted to record this in the pool, but we just didn't have a waterproof way to record things. Yeah, I mean, if we had a waterproof mic, we'd be always in the pool. Just be recording. sitting there, relaxing. We'd be writing in the pool. Sitting in our own pee. We I mean, that's what a pool is, isn't I'm it? I'm sure we could look into that. There's got to be a, a way. Waterproof podcasting mic? Yeah. Oh, my God. At least water resistant. Yeah. Waterproof yeah. podcasting. I mean, phone, phones are now. You yeah, know. right? Oh, God. Oh, God. We're landing on the moon soon. Oh, God. Ayuda, man. There's only robots on Mars. Singing and milk itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I want to thank Derek for being on the podcast today. Uh, thank you for your awesome river liquor story. Yeah, thank you. Thank Emphasis you. on the liquor. Great reading. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, when can I expect to hear back? Uh, we'll give you a call. Yeah. You know, we got a we got a couple other interviewees and yeah yeah. Gotta check them out. Uh, <laughs> one comes from Georgia Tech, so yeah. You know, one yeah. just got fresh out of fourth grade, so so yeah. So, you know, you education comes first. Yeah, hot yeah. fresh out the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, that smell. Can you smell that smell? It's the scent of human mortality. The uprising begins today. All hail Microsoft Excel. All right, uh, we will see you guys next week or next time. I love you, and bye. Bye.